0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed you're joining us for part two of a wonderful interview with Sherry Briggs, founder of the Bridge of Hope San Diego outreach that helps embattled women to recover from domestic abuse and domestic violence situations and how it is growing into so much more. I mean, they are doing a massive work out in San Diego to help the homeless and abused women and neglected children. Folks, this is the work of God that said it was so needful. Back in James chapter 1 verse 27 it says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself on stain from the world. Sherry Briggs has been doing this and more and fulfilling this scripture for years. Amen. And in part 1 of this interview, she was sharing her background and how she was led to start this great outreach. Now she's coming back in part 2 to tell us all about the work the Lord has blessed her in doing out there in San Diego. So let's jump back into the interview now with Sherry Briggs. Yeah. Let's let's take take us back to 1989 or so. Okay. Can you share with us what was going on in your life at that time? In
2: 1989. So my son Nate was born in 88. Well, you've done your homework. <laughs> <I> <laughs> my <cry>. son. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a single mother at uh, my son Nathan was born in 198 in 1988. And his life, his birth was really what brought me full back to Jesus, to full surrender, to walk with him. Um, because I knew I didn't want to repeat any generational madness and I was mm, capable baby. of that and I knew the only way my son could have a life and a real life was for me to step in fully to Jesus and during that time you know I'm like okay god I'm trusting you for everything you know I need I'm a waitress I'm waiting on tables I I you know I'm gonna tithe I'm going surrender to you. but I need a bed I, I I need I need these practical things I'm I'm leaning into to him for right just to be able to make it and survive and as the lord began to provide these practical things that we needed i kind of look at it like the cross you know he's the way the truth and the life and it intersects with the, the with the practical he fed the yeah. 5000 mm-hmm. he didn't walk away and say be warm be filled he he got into the practical um workings of what people need right food Amen. And so the Lord um, began to imprint that on my mind because he began to provide these basic things through people. And I recognize, you know, I don't need people to tell me something. Hey, I hope that works out. Or you made your bed now. You're going to have to sleep in it and figure it out. Or, Or, you know, I'll pray for you. It's like when God provided a bed through a person, I saw it was him. And when he provided some things I need, I was like, oh, God, you see me, you know me, you love me. And that was really the beginning of this intimacy I had with God, where I was like, you love me and you are my father and you're taking care of me. And so that was the beginning, really, of this intimacy that was the, you know, my heart with his and trusting him. And that really was what imprinted in my mind, which became a vision or what God, how God meets his people and 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 something that he was gonna be inviting me into in the years to come yes. is how he Amen. provides and is intimately acquainted with the needs of his people. He's Very not absolutely. a distant
1: God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So at that time, where did you turn to let it be known you need these things or find the resources <laughs> that you needed?
2: Well, it's interesting because I, God had led me to a church. He'd put on my heart. I got, okay, if I'm going to start this journey with you, I'm going to, where do I go? And he'd put a church, uh, the name of a church in my mind, a vineyard church. I looked it up in the white pages. remember those? And I Mm -hmm. saw vineyard and I went and it was just his leading me, put me in a with people that were caring. And, um, and so I began to share my story. They'd asked me who I was. Oh, I want I have a bed for you, or I this or that. Like people just begin to jump in and be the hands and feet of Jesus, Amen. right? At this Amen. church. And so that's really those are the people. It was the body of Christ getting actively involved and being into, you know, caring, you know, stopping what they were doing to help this, this mom. You know, and it was so important for me to see that and understand that's really the body ministry. And those are the, that's how Jesus works, right? He invites us in, you know, it's, he, he uses people. Yeah. Right. I mean, he could just rain down manna, right? He does. He knows he he does that. Right. But he actually wants to get his people involved in the workings of what he's doing in people's lives. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
1: So. You end up working your way out of that mess yes. and into helping others manage their messes and achieve <laughs> their breakthroughs. Right. You share How you were sparked or what sparked you into deciding <clears throat> to become involved in what has now become Bridge of Hope San Diego?
2: Yes, I will. And I have a story like yours. I mean, my family and I were in a, well, I remarried. I have, a, we had his, mine and ours. I had, he had two boys. I had my Nate and we have two girls together. We got into some ministry in Oregon, um, working with families that were in recovery and loved it. But we got in a huge car crash in 1999, where uh, my family and I were all thrown out onto the highway, all but one. Oh my. Um, my Yeah, my two-year-old, my 11-year-old, my five-year-old, my 15-year-old was in the van, and my husband was underneath the van Mm -hmm. and i was on the side of the highway with my babies all next to me uh like ducks in a row we'd been going like 60 miles an hour down a mountain pass and a man pulled over a double yellow line we hit we flew and we were out on the highway what happened in my spirit as a result of that moment and that crash was the biggest probably miracle besides the fact that all of us lived We all survived. My children were actually released from the hospital that night with no injuries after flying. it's, It's a crazy miracle story. It's in the book. But what happened in my spirit was the spirit of the living God rose up in me in that moment as I'm sitting on the highway with my kids next to me. I'm looking out at the lake. My I see the van. My I don't know where my husband is. The first thing that came out of my mouth is no weapon formed against me will prosper. And all of a sudden, intercession started pouring out in from my mouth. It wasn't me. It was Jesus, the Jesus in me, the one that cannot be shaken was not shaken. It was the biggest miracle I've ever experienced in me where I even realized in that moment as my body's broken, my legs are bloodied. I'm like, but I'm in the whole, I'm in the Holy Ghost. The the angelic hosts were there with me. It was so obvious. Christians were coming out of their cars and kneeling next to me and praying over me. It was like a setup, you know, and, um, I just remembered at that moment in the day of trouble and the day, whatever that day of trouble is, even in the time and in times, this is what it feels like Jesus in you, what you have in you will not be shaken. And so for us, after that long story, it's on the book. We all, we did recover. My husband was beaten up badly, brain injury, the whole nine Mm -hmm. broke every bone in his face and all throughout his body. I broke bones, but we were like, my children were fine. I mean, like, okay, but we were like, What do you want us to do? Yeah, we are. I mean, we were now our faith had been catapulted much like you. You know, you're like, whoa, God, like, you you know, what? okay, I got a glimpse of the heavenly, the things that I do not. What do you
1: want me to do, God? Who is it? Send me, send
2: me. Amen, amen. Because we got more of a glimpse of the unseen world than the seen world at that moment. We're like, we're going. So we ended up opening a woman's home at that point. And there's beautiful stories about that. But that was the beginning of this vision unfolding about Bridge of Hope. And God began to give me journal like middle of the night i'd be journaling and writing and seeing pictures of this beautiful place filled with things that people need and it just i just dreamed mm-hmm. with god was writing he'd wake me up at three o'clock in the morning and i just that's how it really began until Great. years later i had a, i never shared anything with anybody though because i feel like people can be kind of naysayers even mm-hmm. well-meaning brothers and sisters can be like how are you going to do that what are you going to get the money or blah blah blah, blah. it's who like who do you think i don't know
1: Yeah, Yeah. so amen.
0: Amen. Yeah, I
2: mean, come on. We're just going to stay in the vision, right? Jesus gives us vision, he's we're partnering with him, it's his blueprint, right? So, exactly. So, so I am. I just hurt. I I began to journal and write and dream with the Lord. And then I went to a prayer meeting one time years later, about three years later, and these women had a prophetic word. Well, they had a word of knowledge. The Bible talks about a word of knowledge. And they were praying over me and they didn't know anything about me or the, the dream and the vision. And they began to share in the spirit what God was showing them. We see a place filled with things that people need. We see a playground, we see food, we see a garden, we see all these things. And they were praying and crying over me. And I, I just was sitting there like, and they said, Sherry, does any of this make sense to you? And I said, oh my gosh, yes. So I went home and I said, my husband, we're going to start this thing because what are we going to do? And I go, I don't know. And then I was like, Lord, do we find the women who need the help first? Because I, originally I thought it was just women like myself. Do we find the women and then? find the stuff or do we find the stuff they need, the practical items they need, like what I shared I needed starting over and then find the women. He goes and literally the Holy spirit said, don't worry about it. And from there, God partnered me one by one, one woman with, you know, starting over after homelessness, domestic violence really was recovery was, that was our heart at that point coming from an alcoholic home, right? God had really put that in my heart and, He paired us one by one, and here we are today.
1: Amen. Amen. When when you were asking that question, I remember asking the Lord almost the same thing about the radio. Do I do the recordings and then the radio (laughs) and find pastors? Do I find pastors who want to do it and do what I do? And his answer was, yes.
2: (laughs) You're like, like, oh, great.
1: What? (laughs) Simultaneously, start. Just take the first step.
2: Amen.
1: And that's what Amen. it is. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. That, your story is awesome. Praise the Lord. And you oh. started out of your own apartment, right?
2: Well, my garage. Yeah. I have garage, a little okay. one car garage. Yeah. I how started. quickly
1: did you outgrow that space?
2: Oh, within a year. And then we went to the church on the corner. He, the pastor up there by my house let me stay there and rent a little room, which we had no money. So I just want to back up and say one thing. We are. Uh, God had led me early, early on that I was to just stay in my word, stay in my Bible and learn the story, study the story of George Mueller, the father of orphans, who didn't ask people for things that he needed for the orphans, but believe what the word said, "Open open your mouth wide and I will fill it. That scripture just hit him. And he believed that God was telling him, you ask me and I will provide. And so he said, Sherry, that's how I want you to do this. Mm, So that's, we did, we waited on God. We, we didn't have the money. I said yes to the little church up the street, $400 a month rent. Oh my gosh. Back then that was like. We don't have extra four. It was the first step, trusting God to provide. Then we quickly outgrew that. And that's when we ended up in City Heights looking for a bigger shop. We ended up in City Heights, San Diego, which is one of the largest refugee resettlement areas in the whole country. And we ended up there in a little 900 square foot shop for $575 a month, which was the biggest leap of faith you could ever imagine. And um, we did it. We took it and we've been in City Heights ever since. And it's been 18 years come February. Uh, But yeah, so it was just step by step, moment by moment and waiting on God for every penny, but not only every penny, every stitch of clothing, every piece of furniture, every bit of food. I mean, it's literally trusting God to provide and letting him do it and letting him build the house, which he has. It's been 18 years.
1: Praise the Lord. Amen. So what services do you offer to those seeking help?
2: Okay. So for families starting over with nothing, you know, we work with, we work with over 70 agencies in San Diego now that refer families to us. So they're kind of knowing who's really in need. And then also we understand our local community needs. So we, um, we, um, do about 40 families a month that are needing furniture, household items. So everything that they need to start their home over. Mm-hmm. So everything from pots and pans and towels and blankets and pillows and furniture, that's all there for those families starting over. And then we see about 1,500 people, uh, 1500 people families a month that are receiving food support from us. So we have like a large... um kind of like farmer's market style distribution. And then that's that's a lot of what we're doing right now, especially with what's going on in the world with the economy. And then our clothing closets, we see about 500 families a month in our clothing closet, yeah. And then we do kids clubs and we do all kinds of fun things for the kids. And, um, you know, we're a community. Um, So we are a landing pad for families starting over. So we we not only do all those basic necessity things, we have lots of art and ministry time and play games and do soccer and all kinds of fun things in the community for the kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So God took your offer, like, use me. And he said, okay, let's go to work. yes Yes. amen you lost your son nathan you said in a diving accident in 2015 okay that was about 10 years or so after you formed bridges of hope san diego
2: well let's see yeah so what was that then he bridge of hope started in 2005 yeah yes that's
0: yeah
1: so now you are the one hurting again Mm -hmm. did your workers help you through your grief? Or did you turn your grief into further outreach? You know, share with us about that difficult time.
2: Well, actually my, I mean, I was completely shocked. For one, i never would have ever thought that I would be a woman who would lose a child. I mean, I, I was just, it was, I had to go through my whole process with the Lord of just like, I, I thought that maybe I, my theology was that I would God would protect me from any kind of calamity like this. He did be he did it once with the crash, right? My son lived. Um, so I had to process that. But you want to know who, who the people that really ministered to me was we serve many refugees that are war-torn refugees that have lost their children in in their homelands and watched them be murdered and things that the horrific things I can't even fathom. Yeah. They were the ones that came and just. Their, their cultures are really good about grieving and in processing death and sorrow. And so I felt like they just surrounded me with just nothing, no words, just tears and holding their heart and just mm-hmm. were there for me in many ways and just honored my grief. That was hugely impactful to me. Um I had to go through, I just, then I just sought out other women who have lost children. I just looked high and low. I didn't even know any at the time. I was asking strangers, volunteers coming into Bridge of Hope, do you know anybody that's lost? I mean, I need to talk. That's where I found my comfort much. But ultimately, my comfort only has truly been from the Lord. And that wasn't immediate. That was, took me about a year and a half. I had to, I was so wrecked. Um, but I knew where my help comes from. Mm -hmm. So I stayed with it. I stayed with him, of course, waiting to hear those words. And he spoke to me. The first word that really changed everything for me was, um, when I heard him say, I have compassion on you. I see you. And when God speaks to us, we know everything changes. It wasn't just words on a page or or thoughts or good, well-written message in a card from somebody. It was the Holy spirit. Just like we've sharing right now how he has called us in and spoken to us about starting something or, you know, it was that voice. And I knew the voice. And when he said that I began really becoming healed and walking with him in my
1: grief. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, yeah, you know, I can only imagine, I mean, you know, if he's going diving, you don't expect to hear something bad. He's like, you know, yeah. Just come back Mm -hmm. and and you know, and I tell people all the time, you know, that as I'm sharing the gospel, that you know somebody listening to me right now may not be here tonight, type thing. Very true, because we have no control over it. And uh, right, you know, you have to make sure that you're prepared. Yes, you know, the oh well, there was a person in when I was preaching in Texas and the if I remember correctly after the service you know as i gave the invitation after a service this woman came forward said you know she wanted me to pray for her husband because he was lost and and the message was that he was you know it touched his heart but he didn't want to come forward for me because i was a guest speaker he was going to wait till sunday and Mm -hmm. you know meet the you know come forward for the pastor
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and died in a car accident the next day and uh you know so that's so why I say that you you don't know when something's gonna happen.
2: No, and,
1: and it's just so mm-hmm. tragic. And then to be a parent, because I, I have two daughters and seven grandkids, and wow, you know, I could not imagine if something happened to one of them. Okay. Yes, you know, because Papa's the one who prays, you know, someone's in the hospital, and, I mean we've we've had miracle stories and stuff, you know, and so they're immediately on the phone with me. What would happen if I wasn't there. What Mm -hmm. happened if I'm gone? What are they going to do? So it's so important to to stay true to the faith and share that. And and, and I can't imagine what you went through. I mean, it's my, Mm -hmm. you know, I I just had to ask about that question because that is, I know it had to affect you, you know,
2: definitely. And
1: and it would either do one of two things. It would either drive you away or bring you closer. Yes. And, And you came closer.
2: Yeah. I did come closer, which is really an amazing um, thing to talk about is the suffering, the sorrow? you know, we, Jesus is a man acquainted with sorrow, a man of grief, right? Mm-hmm. That intimacy in sharing that with your savior is so it's, I, I don't know, I just want to say I never would, I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. And I. Right. I don't want anybody to suffer. But but the depth of intimacy that is available to us in the valley of death, the depths of Jesus's heart and his love and his His complete nearness, he's near to the brokenhearted. So yep. the nearness of God in the dark hours of your soul is something that is in those dark hours. Amen. Amen. And he's with us all the time. Absolutely. But I just want to yeah, say, and he says, Bless, blessed are those who mourn. Morning is very important. There's a blessing in the morning, and that's with Him. So that's yeah. So, so now it's a different, it's gotten the relationship has gotten, yeah, even more. I mean, right? Our relationship with Christ is always growing, deepening, season in season, different times. We're going to different places with Him. It's not a one and done,
1: right, right? Right? Amen. Amen.
2: Right. So, so, so when good. the children so of Israel walked through the Red Sea, right, what were they encountering in that moment versus maybe, you know, at another moment, right, right where different parts of our life have different depths of intimacy when we see God in a different way. Yeah. so He has been faithful. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah.
1: So does your husband help share in the management of your organization as well?
2: Well, he and I started it, right? And he was Mm -hmm. the picking up furniture, doing whatever it took in the beginning days. You know, he's a landscape contractor, so he's busy, but he does anything that I need and loves Bridge of Hope and builds us stuff and fixes stuff and picks up stuff. Yeah, but he's also working. So, but our family does, we're all involved and, and, and our community is our family too. And all the families too that have come, many families that have come and received help are now volunteers. It's a very much of a community- family organization yeah Amen. Beautiful.
1: Amen. and you also have a program called from under his wings grief yeah. and living support can you share a little bit about that program you
2: have well that i do have a grief practice and it's focused mostly on mothers who have lost children mm. and so i spend time i do i have um groups um zoom groups that women can jump onto once a month that are for women who've lost children it's beautiful it's very incredible time of with the Lord and each other. And then I do one-on-one um, grief support. And I did start that, you know, I felt like after my son died, you know, it's like, wow, I am different now. And this is where, who I am in many ways. And so I saw the need to have deep connection with people who will walk with you through grief um, and understand your grief. So that's why I decided to go ahead and, and do that. And add that yeah. to kind of my what we do at Bridge even, yeah. right? Amen. So many Amen. hurting, especially right now with the way the oh. world is. There's been a yeah. lot of people that are hurting and God is preparing us to, um, again, be his hands and feet in this way to care for the broken.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Sherry, this has been so interesting. If someone wanted to reach out to you to ask questions, maybe send along offering the support for Bridges of Hope or maybe yeah. just do an interview like this. How can they do that? How can they get in touch with you?
2: Um, well, you know, you, uh, they can reach me through Bridge of Hope, which I think you'll have my, um, my, um, website there. Um, they can also reach me on my, um, email. Um, and I have my, um, my website is sherrybriggs.com, but my email too, which I will be happy to put, you can put that in the notes. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody about mm-hmm. questions or, or, or even reaching out about grief support or bridge, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Do you want Amen. me to share that email right now or you'll just put sure. it in there? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. It's Sherry, S-H-E-R-I at mm-hmm. Bridge of Hope, S-D for SanDiego.org.
1: Amen. Amen. I'll yeah. put links to all that in the show notes. Okay. So uh, how can they order your book? Is it on Amazon?
2: It is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I have a pick this, this one. It's Relentless right. Pursuit, God's Gentle Guidance Amidst the Storm. It's got a big hand, like a Papa God holding a little girl's hand and that's Amen. shows like God is holding each one of us and walking us through whatever we're Amen. walking through. Yeah. Amen.
1: I'll put links to all that in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you. Folks, Sherry has lived a life that many people would not wish upon anyone in the beginning, but with the help and strength of God, she not only survived, she overcame and now she's fighting the enemy right there in the trenches, helping others. To overcome the same types of adversity. Praise God. Amen. She's gone through the test and has turned it into a testimony. Amen. So mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to start this year off right. How about sending along an offer of support to Bridges of Hope San Diego? There's no offering that's considered too small, a little here, a little there. God can multiply it in so many ways, it can suddenly feed thousands. Amen. I'll do it when I'm preaching good. You know I'm right. Glory to God. (laughs) Just click the link right there in the show notes below and reach out. Bless Sherry and Bridges of Hope San Diego with the best love offering you can or or whatever the Lord lays on your heart to share. Amen. Just do it right now while you're thinking about it before the devil can talk you out of it. Amen. Mm -hmm. And while you're there in the show notes, be sure to click the link to order Sherry's book, Relentless Pursuit, God's Gentle Guidance Amidst the Storm. This book will encourage you to overcome whatever situation you're facing right now as well. Amen. You'll be challenged to to see a loving, all-seeing, all-knowing God right in the midst of the storm. Amen. You'll be able to to believe God's Word on a deeper level and His call on your life, and by faith, step out into the perfect will of God for you. Glory to God. Tell us about your program uh, where we can Reach out and help. Now I take it you take donations in the San Diego area, you know, furniture yes. and stuff like that. Yes. Do they just contact you through the website or how's yes. that work?
2: Yeah, they'll contact us through the website or info info at bridgeofhopesd.org sd.org. But yeah, we take all kinds of gently used everything, clothing, furniture, household items. Yeah, all of that. Yes. Amen. And we take, you know, yeah, we are always receiving. That's how we keep it going. <laughs>
1: Amen. Amen. Just drop down on the show notes, folks, click the links right there. Sherry, I do appreciate your time today. You are doing a mighty work of God out there in San Diego. And I pray God's continued blessings upon you, your family, your organization, and those that you serve. Amen. Thank you so much. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Sherry Briggs, myself, this pastor about reminding you to be blessed in all that you do.